This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Tactical Leader. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Scott Hartley, and we're going to talk about how he has built the master plan for success. Before we begin, I remind you this show is brought to you by Nightly Productions. If you're ready to create tactical content that delivers by discovering, embracing, and empowering your voice, head over to nightly.productions to find out how we can do that for you. Scott, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Zach, glad to be here. Man, I'm super excited about this because I know we connected a few days ago talking about uh, a little bit about Master Plan for Success, but also he's released a book. And before we dive into all this, let me give a quick intro to you and let the audience know a little bit more about you, where um, you have built your first company into a multi-six-figure year business from scratch, which is incredibly impressive because we all know how difficult getting that off the ground can be. Right. Uh, you took your knowledge and experience, and then you decided to help other small businesses by helping them with marketing strategies, systems, automation, in particular, optimizing email deliverability to maximum profits. And like I just mentioned, you published a strategy-packed book on the topic titled Hit the Inbox, How to Avoid the Spam Folder, and Grow Your Business with Email Marketing. So now we're definitely going to dive into that. And you've been on stages with people like Grant Cardone, Laurel Langmire, Kim Walsh-Phillips, David Milton, so many more people. So you obviously have a great acumen in this realm, and I want to dive into it and, and figure out how the heck you got to where you are today. But before we do that, what's a fun fact that we just might not know about you? So probably one of the unique things that most people don't know is that last May, I had the opportunity to sing as part of a national choir on stage at Carnegie Hall in New York City. <laughs> nice. Now, is this like an acapella group or was it you singing opera? What, what kind of singing were you doing? No, it was actually a uh, composer conductor for a uh, musical Christian cantata. And so he was actually there and he uh, was leading the entire choir. We had people from all over the country, Hawaii, Pennsylvania, Indiana, you know, all you name it, they were there. It was a really awesome group. And so we sang, we just had piano accompanying us, but it was a really awesome opportunity. And that sounds definitely a fun fact, an impressive fun fact with that. So very cool attached to that. I'm curious, is this something that you do as a hobby alongside, or was this something where you actually started your professional career in that singing capacity? Yeah, so it's really just a hobby. So I don't sing much, but I typically play piano or keyboard. And so this had an opportunity. One of the former band directors that I had helped out with, she reached out to me. She's like, hey, I know that you know you do music and you've led your choir at church. We've got this opportunity to go sing at Carnegie Hall. Would you like to join us? And I was like, heck yeah, whatever I have to do to make it happen. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Definitely and unique capacity to expand a little bit and and I'm curious, as we look at your background, obviously, we talked a little bit about the business. And I know at one point you were tied in the law enforcement emergency services to some capacity. Uh-huh. Is that where you started way back when? Or what was that first job that really kind of got you going into this entrepreneurial world? 
Yeah. So really kind of a lot of things. I do have a background in law enforcement. I've got, you know, firefighter training. I've gone through EMT certification. So I've got quite the varied background in everything. But after I left the law enforcement realm, I really kind of like just started in on the computer business. That was my first company. It was a small Midwestern IT company, kind of think MSP, but we mostly served residential clients. And I had a lot of friends, family members, community members that were reaching out to me with all their computer questions. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be asked all these questions and have to fix all these problems, I might as well start a business. And of course, like every entrepreneur, you don't know what you don't know, but you figure it out as you go along. And that's exactly what I did with my IT company is just year after year, just kind of learning new things. I probably, you know, struggled, I would say for maybe the first five years. So from 2004 to 2009, just kind of depending on that word of mouth and just kind of like figuring things out. But about 2009, I really got serious about how do I take this business to the next level? What is it going to take to get more customers and to get those customers to stay and refer and, you know, all of that type of stuff that we depend on in our businesses. And so I really dug deep into everything marketing, direct response marketing, especially. So some of your audience members might be familiar with the name Dan Kennedy, you know, kind of one of the godfathers of direct response marketing. And I just ate up everything that I could, you know, following along with what he was teaching, started implementing it imperfectly in my business. So, you know, in 2009, I remember, you know, kind of like reading all of these different things. And over the course of the next several years, I started hearing about this thing called email marketing. And Dan was talking about that and his preferred marketing platform. And so I dove into it. I was like, okay, let's give this a try. Well, anybody who knows marketing knows that you should never do anything as a one-shot deal, right? It needs to have at least a sequence of three items, three touches at minimum with your prospect. But I got my email marketing system up and going and I sent one email. So I broke the fundamental rule of direct response marketing, but the response that we got from that one email to our existing client base was really phenomenal. We were promoting a biannual PC tune-up service. So twice a year, you know, that somebody would bring their computer in, we would do a tune-up service on it. And we had a special promotion going around that. And that really got me hooked on email marketing and showed me in a, an amazing way how the direct response principles can actually work for my business. And email marketing is one of those fascinating things. I know you wrote the book about it. And I definitely want to highlight the book a little bit. I know in writing, we're going to really hit it hard on mm-hmm. what we have. In, but I'm curious because email marketing, you know, in the in the 90s and early 2000s, when those people didn't filter emails, right? It's like, <laughs> just like you didn't uh, screen a phone call. You just pick on the phone. Hey, how's it going? Emails yeah. were similar when they first started. Now, as we've seen the advancement over the years, it's kind of shifted into a different capacity where even like a Google email, which I'm sure is a big piece of the hit the inbox mm-hmm. and everything. Like, are you still seeing this level of effectiveness where email marketing is just like a phenomenal platform for small businesses to be growing their email list? Like for years, you heard about the list. Got to have a list, got to have a list, got to have a list, right? Is that yeah. still a big driver in, in small businesses that you see? Absolutely. So one of the things that I do touch upon in the book and is definitely related to your question, a lot of people think email marketing is dead. And one of the biggest reasons they think that is because there's so much coming into our inboxes every single day. It really could be a full-time job 
just to keep up with your emails, right? <laughs> keep them cleaned out, you know? There's all these philosophies of inbox zero and, and all of that type of stuff to kind of help us manage the stuff that we're getting into our inboxes. But every business, whether you do email marketing or not, every business, you must have a list. You've got to have a list of, of current customers, of prospects, of leads, because if anything were to happen with your business, if you have a list, you can go do something new, do something different with that list. So the list is very, very important. Now, when you have email marketing, when you tack that onto that, that's another great way to build relationships with the people that are on your list. So one of the core fundamental things that I personally believe and I try to communicate to all of my clients is don't just look at your list as this inanimate object filled up with numbers and addresses and email addresses and all that type of stuff. That list you need to be building relationships with. Relationship is the most important thing that you can have in your business. And if you can build relationships with every single person or the majority of people that are on your list, no matter what form that takes, that's going to allow you to grow and to scale and to get where you want to be. And I think that's such a great dichotomy attached to this that you're talking about because so many people see an email list as like a sales platform more or less, right? And for yeah. years, I was guilty. I was that guy that like, ah, I don't need an email list, right? And then, you know, people shifted to, oh, you have to have a large social media following and you need a million followers. <laughs> Yeah. You know, my, my theory has always been what somebody you're alluding to is that you could have, and it's not necessarily the size of the list or size of the following, it's the impact of those people, right? Yeah. Are they engaged? Are they opening your emails? You know, you could have a million emails, but if 1% is opening, then that open rate doesn't really do much good, right? Right. So how do you recommend facilitating that kind of community for small business where they're excited to yeah. So something that I want to just take a quick tangent on is you mentioned, you know, it was started off, you know, you got to have this email list and then it went to, oh, you've got to have this huge social media following. Another benefit of having a list in your business is you own that list. You control that list. You know, Facebook so many shuts times. down for a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and the thing is, is that not even if just Facebook shuts down, but I have talked to numerous business owners that they've had their accounts permanently shut down on Facebook and Instagram and other platforms. And guess what? All of those followers that you had, they're gone. You have no way to, you know, to connect with them. And so having your own list gives you something that you own and you control and then building that relationship. And like you said, it's not really the size of your list at all. I know businesses that have relatively small lists and we're talking less than a thousand and in some cases less than 500 people on their list, but they're actively engaged and these people are on fire. They've got a relationship with those people and they have multi six figure a year businesses just from very small lists. So it's not really the size that matters. It's that relationship that's most important. Yeah. And it's funny. I had so many clients that, you know, their whole their whole business was built on like a Facebook business page or a Facebook community page yeah. or I had people that got big on Clubhouse. You hit it early, you hit it hard, and like, oh, Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. 
Yeah. I never got on it because I was more traditional podcast, right? I enjoyed this type of piece of it where I just never was really engaged in clubhouse. And I had one guy had hundreds of thousands of followers. He was like part of the was like hot shit, right? Everybody wanted to be in his room, everybody. And then what happened to clubhouse? And he did zero things to convert over into any type of opt-in, call to yeah. action. When people left the platform, he lost that momentum. What do you see attached to getting that email list from social media? Like, I'm not trying to dog social media. It's important, but mm-hmm. there's a piece where you have to transfer it over, right? That yeah. call to action piece. What do you recommend in that space? How do you get people onto the list as a whole? Is it an opt-in or is it a downloadable? What do you see being most impactful? Yeah, it's really going to vary based upon the industry and what your specific business really is. But ultimately, what it goes back to is you have to know who your ideal customer is, who your ideal target market is. And you have to know them very, very intimately, not just the demographic information, you know, the age and where they live and that type of stuff, but psychographically, you have to know what are they thinking about? What's most important to them? And how can you solve their problems, right? And when you have that great understanding, that in-depth knowledge of your ideal customer, then you can create this resource that you can give away for free that whenever you offer that, no matter what platform it is, you're on stage in Clubhouse, you're speaking at a virtual or live event, you're on social media doing organic or paid ads, whatever the platform is, when you offer that lead magnet, they're going to say, oh, I've got to have that because that speaks to a need that I have. And that can take many different forms. It might be a downloadable checklist. It might be a report that you've written. Something that's really hot today are interactive quizzes. People love taking quizzes and you can get them to embed on your website and they can connect to your CRM so that you can capture their information. And of course, you can have customized follow-up after that. Lots of different ways to do it, but it goes back. You've got to know what the pain point is for your ideal audience and how you can solve that. And then you present that in a compelling way. And you're talking about platforms, customer engagement. I know a lot of people in that CRM space, there's so many out there. There's so many like ESPs out there. You know, you have HubSpot where you have a lot of free capabilities. I've used the HubSpot. I've used MailChimp, not a huge fan. Currently, I use Active Campaign for different. Is there one that's actually a good answer for what you're looking for that you'd say, hey, start with this one? It really just kind of depends on what your specific needs are. So, you know, Active Campaign, Keep, HubSpot, Entreport, MailChimp, there's a bunch of different solutions out there. Now, the lower end ones like MailChimp, AWeber, Constant Contact, typically those are going to be, you know, just if you're going to email your list. I know that they have a few other capabilities in those, but generally those are designed for just sending emails. If you want something that's going to allow you to build a more robust customer journey, so everything from that lead acquisition all the way to post-purchase and then you know that reactivation, every stage in between, that's when you need something a lot more powerful. So that's when you can use you know a HubSpot, an active campaign, a keep, all of those platforms like that, they're designed to allow you to build that customized customer journey. And a lot of it just boils down to, you know, what functionality do you need and what price point are you willing to pay? So HubSpot is a great platform. I love it. 
But to be able to take advantage of all the features that you really need in your business, you're going to be spending about $10,000 a year. You know, they do have free versions or a very low tier version that's paid, but it doesn't have a lot of the functionality that you really need that you can get in a keep or an active campaign. So again, it's, it's what do you need as far as functionality wise and what's going to be the one that you're going to use? Those are the two main criteria. Yeah. And I think that's so important to recognize, which I know leads really well into your book. And before we head into our tactical Friday, where we're breaking the book down, can you just give us an idea what's the book about? Where can we find it? And kind of just an overview of the book as a whole. Sure. So Hit the Inbox really came from several years of working with clients and also my own experience in getting emails delivered from email marketing platforms like we've been talking about. And a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of people that reach out and they're like, hey, people aren't seeing my emails. I'm just not getting real good responses or results from my email marketing. And so I started diving into this and in working with well over 300 entrepreneurs, I got to see this a lot. You know, what's the content of their emails? What are the things that are required to get those emails hitting the inbox? And so I decided to dive deep into it and write a short book. So my book is really designed to be consumed in an afternoon. It's 76 pages. It contains all of the essentials that you really need to understand as a small business owner of what it takes to actually get your emails delivered so you can run profitable email marketing campaigns. And it boils down to really four fundamentals. And once you understand those, you don't have to be a master of those, but once you understand them, no matter what platform that you're using, you can start doing things so that you get better results from your email marketing. The saddest thing that I see is that you can go online right now and you can type in, you know, what are the average open rates in whatever your industry is, right? So, you know, if you're a, an online coach, you can say, what are the, what's the average email open rate for online coaches? Most industries are going to fall somewhere between 10 and 20 to 25% as the average open rate. So if you then look in your active campaign or your MailChimp and you say, oh, I get a 17% open rate, woohoo! a lot of people are happy. And it's like, why? Are you happy with average? <laughs> you know, you can have so much more just by doing four simple things. And that's what I cover in the book. So I know we're going to go deeper on that, you know, in the next episode, but people can check that out at hittheinboxbook.com. I've priced it affordably because I want every small business owner to have access to it. So it's seven bucks for the digital copy. If you want the print copy, obviously you can request that as well for a little bit more, but the digital copy is going to give you the four fundamental things that you need to know that you weren't taught. Like nobody else, like when I was a small business owner and even starting off with email marketing, people were saying, oh, you got to do email marketing. Cool. I'll go get a software and I'll start sending emails. Nobody ever told me you got to get them delivered so that they can get seen so that you can get sales. And how do you do that? That's what I break down in the book. Nice. I love it. And we're definitely going to dive into it on Tactical Friday's episode. And before we let you get out of here for this piece of it, can you just give us some insights? What's the legacy you want to leave on the world by helping people hit the inbox more and more? Yeah, it's really about helping people achieve their dreams. And one of the things when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients, the, one of the first things that I do is I take them back to 
why did you start your business? What was the reason that you left the corporate world or that you decided to go out on this venture that's not so easy? What was the fire inside of you? And what do you really want to achieve with this over the next year, three years, and five years? And so many times people have these visions of like, this is how my life is going to be. This is why I started the business because I wanted a lifestyle business or I, I needed to fund this particular thing, you know, this particular need or whatever that it is. And a lot of times when we're running our businesses, we lose sight of that because there's so much involved in being an entrepreneur. And so one of the things that I want to do is leaving a legacy is helping people shortcut their path to success. What are the things that you need to know that's going to really move the needle in your business so that you can actually build that business that you dreamed of and not just be stuck with the job that you created for yourself, right? And so it's really helping other people achieve the dreams that they had when they started back five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever that time frame might be. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And it's something that uh, I know a lot of us as entrepreneurs want that and then lose sight, right? I got to make a yeah. sale, got to do X, Y, and Z and kind of lose that alignment at times and hopefully find it again. And I think this is a great avenue to that. Would you mind letting the audience know what's the best way to find you, reach out to you, get a copy of the book, and all the links on the handles? Yeah. So the best way to get a copy of the book is hitheinboxbook.com and just click the purchase now button and it'll take you to the order form. If you want to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is to connect with me on LinkedIn. And I think you'll have my LinkedIn profile link you know, with this episode, or you can just simply search Scott Hartley and my banner will have the book in it. So you'll know that it's the right one. Or if you want to look for it, it's Scott A. Hartley is my LinkedIn URL. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I love it. I appreciate it, man. I definitely encourage everybody to reach out, get a copy of the book, reach out to Scott, awesome dude, to be able to talk to about such a critical piece of business that I know I personally felt at for many years and just recently trying to build that up. So uh, definitely go do that with Scott. And then, of course, come back this Friday for Tactical Fridays. We break into the four fundamentals of how you can hit the inbox even more. Scott, thank you so much for your time today, my friend. Absolutely, Zach. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.